I have a question. What was the last horror movie or horror series that you watched? Oh, that's a good question. It can be like horror adjacent as well, because I feel like mm. my answer is horror adjacent. It would probably, it would probably, I'd probably have to say Hannibal, mm. because it's. Mm. I, I think I, I've, I've talked about this on uh, on one of our review episodes, but it's got a lot of elements of horror, but again, it's not. It's difficult to say if it is a horror or not. I think it's just got some horror elements. I'm very surprised with just how much kind of graphic stuff they get away with, considering it was, I don't know if it was like primetime, but you know, it was, it was on TV, it was like NBC or, or, or whatever. But there's some really interesting uh, designs with human limbs, is, mm. is probably the best way of putting it. Um, so I'd probably have to say that's the most recent. In terms of a film... I'm sure there's been more recent ones, but the only one I can think of for some reason is when it came out, which must have been like two years ago now, uh, my partner and I, we did go and see Last Night in Soho. Oh, that was yeah. going to be my answer. I watched it recently when it came onto Netflix because that's, like, that's psychological horror. I think mm. that's what it's kind of classed under. I was I was very excited about it because it was Edgar Wright and I really was not sure what it was going to be and I do feel a little bit misled by the trailer but in a good way because yeah. it meant that all the have you seen it as well? No I haven't but I will refrain from sto- from spoilers actually from spoilers. go ahead because I feel like I've had it spoiled enough I watched I'm a video like, about it before yeah. I watched it as well why? 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 You I have a problem I have <laughs> a problem um, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to watch it for ages because I feel like I missed it in the cinema so I knew right. I wasn't going to be able to watch it anyway so I was like, I'm just gonna watch this video on it. I'm probably not gonna watch it anyway. And then when it came onto Netflix, I was like, Oh, this is on Netflix. I'm gonna watch it. I just, I, I do think I, I, I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it three out of five stars. When you, I think when you do think about it, especially kind of elements of the plot, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit messy and doesn't I agree. hold together very well. But in terms of the style and. I mean, the vibe Edgar, is great. Edgar Wright has that amazing visual style, and it is a very. I just I love things with color and 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 lighting and and all, and all that kind of stuff. And as you say, the vibe is, the vibe is very is interesting. Great. But I just I really loved the vibe it had, in kind of the, first half or like that middle third, mm. and then yeah. the final third when it's kind of full blown. Horror, and it's like just really everywhere and in your face. It was effective, but it just felt like a separate film, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like it, it just didn't interest me as much as this kind of weird psychological kind of stuff going on with uh, with all the dreams and with um, Anya Taylor Joy's character and Matt Smith and everything like that. Like that bit of the film was just brilliant. I loved it, and then it kind of descended into a bit more of a standard weird like figures or chasing after you and they're running away and there's mm. like fire and an old lady with a knife oh my god i mean i've heard a lot of criticism like that where people enjoyed the the vibe of it but mm. they just didn't it, the rest of it just didn't chide with them but i don't know what you thought about it Chloe. no i think i think the same i mean i, I did know what was going to happen going into it which for me doesn't really affect much but i know other people have very strong opinions about it yeah um, again, I, I love the first half. I love the vibe of it. Yeah, I, I do agree that it goes very, like, whoa, mm-hmm. and towards the second half. I just think it loses 
that bit of flair that it has, like that yeah. definitive Edgar Wright style onto things, and it kind of just drifts more into homage to yeah. other horror films and other kind of like, oh, that's a creepy image of like kind of faceless beings. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, where have I seen that before? And you think of a bunch of other things. I mean, this is not, I feel, I always feel weird criticizing films or things like that or like works of art because I'm sure Edgar Wright did a much, much better job than I ever would. <laughs> this isn't me saying, oh, I can make this film better than Edgar Wright could because of course not. But I just think it, it, it we have to be able to have our own opinions and discussions and form arguments, whether that's for or against certain aspects of film. But it just always makes me not uncomfortable, but like I, I don't want to be like, oh, I didn't like that or that was bad, like objectively kind of like, oh, that was the wrong decision to make. Because, like, what have I done to to earn the right to criticise that, if you know what I mean? I think that's good to keep in mind because I have a lot of first-time writers, first-time reviewers that will hate something and they'll absolutely slate it. And listen, there's room for that. I I love a good, terrible review. But you do need to keep in mind, like, it's very hard to make stuff and it's very hard, especially when you have a room full of producers looking at price tags and thinking, oh, this this might be good for money. They're not thinking about creative decisions. Mm. It's hard being in a room full of yes-men, so I feel like you always have to have it in the back of your mind, like, this is not good, but people tried, and good mm. for them. At least they made something, you know? Because it's, it's that, I can't remember the exact quote, but Ratatouille. <laughs> One of my all-time favourite films, and it's... A second. horror film? I mean, I'm terrified elements, of rats. So. Elements. You know the scene where his father shows him, Remy's father shows him the all the dead rats and like the poison and everything. Like oh that. dear, it's yeah, like, pretty horrifying. Uh, that was, yeah, that was scary as a kid. But no, um, it's kind of it's ego's monologue at the end where he kind of yeah. talks about how you know his worth as a critic, labeling such as as junk. His criticism is worth less than even that that yeah. stuff that he's called rubbish that you know so it's like even if you make something and it's bad mm-hmm. it's probably more worthwhile and has more value just inherently as being a creative yeah. project and ambition than any criticism anyone really but especially a film student can yes. <laughs> can give you know especially it's quite it's interesting when you think about I mean, people love terrible horror films. They love, like, that cult of, like, um, one of the, uh, back when we played that game of deaths, one of the deaths I was going to present to you was Death by Pogo Stick from the film Leprechaun, um, which, listen, it's not going to win any Oscars, but very rarely do horror films do. Anyway, but it there's a there's something in it where it might not be good, it might not be scary, but it's going to make you laugh. And I feel like if a film is doing something like that, it, there's something in it. So well done to the creators, I guess. You I know? think there's a lot of value in the so bad that it's fun and yeah. so bad that it's good. There was... I feel it really lends itself to horror yes. films, those types of horror films. I remember a couple of years ago for one of our film modules that we were in, it might have been Understanding Audiences, I think one one of the choices of articles that you could kind of critically review the one that I did anyway was about someone 
it was so, someone had looked at the room right yeah that infamously mm-hmm. like you know one of the worst films ever just everything about it is awful but how even it, it it's kind of so bad that it's good and is still regularly enjoyed in a yeah. cinema with people who go along and it's like got this kind of cult new appreciation for it and stuff like that and it does just it, it kind of always makes me think of like why i hate the is it the razzies yeah, yeah. Or like even just the idea of the razzies it's like it's so cruel why why do that about even if yeah i don't know if something can be objectively bad like a, a film but kind of these things that are notoriously just bad and instead of being like okay that just wasn't very good moving on you take the time and the effort to go let's pile on mm-hmm. and be like this is just the worst piece of rubbish ever instead of like oh all of the terrible articles and reviews that get you know posted everywhere about everything like the kind of inane pointless criticism that is everywhere um i mean like youtube has become very full i've noticed Mm -hmm. anyway of a lot of kind of review channels or like criticism channels and their whole thing is just either nitpicking or like even if they have a valid point it's usually surrounded by a bunch of meaningless points or things that are clearly just they don't like the people involved or yeah they disagree with like a message it's trying to send and so therefore everything about it is bad and deserves to be picked apart as if they're like these cinema saving (laughs) vultures yeah um it's it's like they go after the cringe and i'm yeah i'm i'm an advocate for cringe i feel like (laughs) like cringe and campness and just things being bad but it being good i think there is a place for it and everything and i think that we need to return to our cringe phases. We all had them, and I fear that the younger generation is mm. losing it. And are we afraid of cringe? Are we too afraid of cringe? I definitely, people are definitely yeah. because it's been so like jumped upon. That anything cringy, I say it in air quotes, is like publicly shamed as such. Yeah, that now everyone's like, oh god, we can't be cringy. We can't be. I did see it was recently. I saw a tweet uh, that was like laughing at. Um, a scene from Mission Impossible Rogue Nation where uh, Simon Pegg's character, Benji, gets a bit angry, a bit passionate, and is very blunt and direct with Ethan about like why he's here and why he's important and isn't going anywhere. And the tweet was kind of like laughing at it and comparing it to something you'd see on Disney Channel. And it was a very interesting thing because, like, if that's your take and you you find that funny, and it is kind of played for laughs, but it did strike me as odd as like, are we not allowed to have characters being sincere anymore? Mm. Are characters not allowed to just be direct and kind of say what they mean and get it off their chest? Yeah, I feel like so much is like, oh, it's played off for jokes, or Mm. it's like not supposed to be taken seriously though when there is like a serious portrayal of something that's like maybe a little bit different doesn't paint the character in the best light mm-hmm. people immediately are like oh that's that's weird that's wrong it's because it feels like and, and this is part it's partially i think the popularity of 
the Marvel films because they really did use this style of humour, but just generally in other places as well, this kind of humour, you know, really became prevalent of, like, anytime there was any kind of sincerity or danger or threat, like, anything serious going on, but they had to keep it fun or engaging and you didn't have to think about it too much, it would always be, like, oh, that just happened. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wow, can't believe he just said that. Like, it was, like, a big, big wink to the audience of, like, don't worry, you don't actually have to think about it. You don't have to take that seriously. Like, it's, it's, all, just a, it's all just a dumb joke. And it's like, well, actually, can't a film be both? Can't a film have the fun and the humour and the laughs, but also there be genuine stakes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I agree. And if we link that back to horror, like, I... I love comedy horrors. I, I just, think that... Yeah, not David. Not interrupt. I just, if we link that back to horror, <laughs> which we, we're meant to be talking if about... If we drag us back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. once again <laughs> to the topic... Sorry for interrupting. No, it, absolutely. You're not interrupted, but I think I think the two are connected because I think that people... there's People love elevated horror. I love elevated horror. I love these like really psychological thrillers that have just come out in the last couple of years. But I really miss the goofiness of the 80s and 90s and how people could get murdered by corn. And it was funny. And it was, it, it poked fun at the whole thing and it turned, the genre was a bit more able to laugh at itself. Right now, yes. I feel like people are trying to make horror this like prestige genre and i hope they do i i think it deserves that but it's it's okay to laugh sometimes as well you know so yeah i think that's why i'm glad i mean i haven't seen i haven't seen scream but i have seen a video about all of the scream movies talking about how they talk about horror movies in the horror movie and how they talk about the horror movie tropes and how that still it still creates an engaging movie Mm mm-hmm so I'm glad that's still going. Yeah, and it's it's a big one. That yeah. was that like changed the landscape yeah. when it came out, and people to this day are still picking that movie apart. And anytime a new one comes out, there's so many people that want to write about it and talk about it and just see all the different tropes that's within it. I do think it is interesting that point that you made about comedy and horror being linked as mm-hmm. kind of genres or or as elements of a film. And I think that goes back to more the kind of classic and understanding of just how we perceive kind of the structure of a film. And I don't mean like the beginning, middle and end and like, you know, your hero's journey or whatever, but I just mean in terms of tension and then release, especially in the horror or something like that. You, you know, you've got to have a build up of tension, then you've got to have a release at some point. It can't just keep rising or yeah. just stay the same. You've got to, you know, have that kind of wave going on. And the best or one of the best reliefs for tension and whether that's like a horror tension or you know action-based tension whatever is going on tends to be comedy mm-hmm. like you, i think you get the biggest laughs in the cinema kind of right after mm-hmm. some like the kind of big build-up of, of of tension and i just i just find that really interesting and i think it's to me maybe just because i haven't seen enough horror films but i'd be interested to see how many horror films really do utilise that? Like, yeah. how many do use comedy as a way of kind of calming things back down before then starting the next build-up? Yeah. I mean, I think the funniest film I've ever seen was The Nun. There's a scene where they have a um, vial of Jesus Christ's blood and uh, 
the the guy is holding it and he's presenting it to him and there is a novitiate I think a young nun she's standing looking at it and she's like Jesus Christ and she like blesses herself and he was like you've got that right sister and it's so it's so beautiful and I love it dearly with all my heart and it, it as you say it was such a release from like that for me that film was terrifying even though it's I don't know people people were a bit split on that film but to have that bit of comedy thrown in there was just lovely I really enjoyed it (laughs) Rebecca has presented us with a new game so my idea is that we decide what horror tropes the infamous Alvin and the Chipmunks fit into. Um, very simple <laughs> premise. I just I think they're they're horrifying, and I think yes. we need to address that. Yes. Talking animals. <gasps> I agree, but <laughs> what is everyone's background information on the Chipmunks? I've seen I I, I saw the first Alvin and the Chipmunks mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I have not seen any of the others. I have not <gasps> kept up to date with Alvin and You've not seen Shipwrecked. Things. I've not seen the one with the chipettes. Is that what they're called? Oh, this is helpful, actually, because... you. So you've seen the first one. Mm. The I've only one. seen the first two, and I know you've I've, seen all I've three. I've seen all three. <laughs> of course you have. Brilliant. It's a really... The the third one has a really, like, vivid image in my brain. It's just, it's just there. Do you want to share with the group? There, um, there's, there's a, there's a woman who's stuck on an I- the island. Yes. Um, and her only friends are a series of uh balls, like, um, like um, basketballs, um, golf balls, tennis balls, okay. rocks that right. are circular. <laughs> that she's drawn faces on. And oh, they, like she is given personalities. So it's well, cast and away. They oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But it is a woman, um, and then um. She is also the villain of Tripwrecked. Oh. So she just loves balls. They're her only friends. She's gone. She's been there for a while. She um, kidnaps. I can't remember what the chipette's name is. She is the um, girl version of Simon. <gasps> girl version of Simon. Girl version favorite. of Simon. <laughs> she's purple. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I've just heard. She is the girl version of, of, Wait, of Simon. You don't know the chipettes? No, I, 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 I think I know of them because I remember seeing like the trailer for it or like hearing about it i i understand that uh, is it the sequel or the squeak wall i think mm. was it called and it's, it's like, like they find basically female mm. squirrels but there's so much more themselves. than that but they're well yeah i, I they're, hope so they're so good but they're so slay that's all you need to know there's about a dance them. battle in there's the third one dance battle. i just i i just i do i do think it's funny that that's what cinema's come to yeah like the the human actors mm. in in those films because it's um it's is it jason lee is that his name the guy from my name is Earl. i was about to say mm-hmm. that and then yeah. is it david i always want to say david crane but isn't it no david cross is that i name? think it is the guy from arrested to... development yeah he's, been, he's just he's been loads of yeah. stuff. Mm. great comedy writer and he he's the guy trying to steal them all the yeah time. yeah i just don't get like did they really need the money did they really need the money to, to be in that film? Or did they think this this, this is gonna be this is, my, this is my Magnus my Obis. They yeah. did it for the art. The, the artistry of the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin yes. and the Chipmunks. Trilogy. 
Alvin and the Chipmunks introduced me to feminism. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> That's brilliant. Please write an article about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I don't know what I mean by that, but I, I feel it in my soul and I stand by it. And that's all I have to say about that. So thank you. Fair enough. Yeah. I feel bad for laughing now. Yeah. 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 I was about to swear. Fuck you. Sure. Um, if, you, if you hate Alvin and the Chipmunks, you hate women. You yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. Okay. So back to horror tropes. So yes. the, there's a bunch. I can't list off them all. But say in an alternate universe, Alvin and the Chipmunks are planted into a film who are they what are their roles in the film how do we find them you know again only from seeing the first one Mm -hmm. and it's difficult because there's only three of them yeah but my mind goes towards like the breakfast club yes so you've kind of alvin is clearly the self-centered like mean quote-unquote mean character like jock he basically simon is going to be the nerd character, the mm-hmm. geek. I mean, he wears glasses. Of course he's going to be the geek. Uh, <laughs> That's yes, rude. Chloe is wearing glasses. I, there's nothing wrong with being a geek. I, I, I'm I very blind, geek. David, actually. I am physically restraining Chloe right now. From <laughs> <laughs> leaping over the table. Chloe is trying to throttle me. Um, and then Theodore is going to be the plucky comic relief who also gets kind of fat-shamed throughout the... Yeah. You're not including Dave? But Dave's not one of the chipmunks. I but think I, Dave is the killer, I to think, be honest. Really? Yeah. I thought he could be like the first person who dies who like kind of spurs on the rest of them to find the killer. See, I was going to pick Theodore for that. Ooh. But th- I I don't think that's fair. I want Theodore is my favorite to be honest. I, want, I, I always want Theodore I, to survive. I identified with him. This is yeah. What do you think like most film? I still I still do like the idea Dave dies because Dave is not one of the chipmunks. Arguably Allegedly. Oh. Well, is, that what the, is that what the whole point of the film is? Dave yeah. is lacking purpose and he finds his purpose as true belonging. He's a chipmunk. It's not the chipmunk you are, it's the chipmunk you find along the way. <laughs> so Dave... The chipmunk was inside him all along. Oh, God. That's a bad sentence. Oh, God. That's a bad, bad sentence. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, hundreds so... of one to one, by the way. <laughs> Dave no, dies uh, first. No chipmunks were harmed. Oh, God. <laughs> Dave dies first. Dave... I, I'm gone. Dave. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. Dave dies first, which kind of spurs on the rest of them to like act and mm-hmm. find the girl. Because I feel like they would go very detective with it. They would yes. go very, oh. ignore all the authorities, do their own investigation because the authorities aren't doing it right. Why can I imagine Alvin in like the long trench coat and the trilby? Detective Noir, uh, yes. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Noir, yes, like... yes, yes. See, I was thinking at very, when I'm picturing this, I'm picturing it in a cabin, very cabin, like high school movie bit of breakfast club but i'm picturing simon is at the the center of the story mm. yes simon with the glasses simon simon is the most important one here and he is like that um i forget her name but uh halloween jamie lee curtis main character she's like the preppy smart one all her friends go out and drink where she's like very studious and she's the one she's the final girl she is the final mm. girl so Simon is that, he's the smart one, he's like doing all the work, whereas Alvin is like the popular best friend that like they shouldn't be friends, mm. but they are, and he's really dumb, and then <gasps> he is the second one after Dave that gets murdered. 
The one who has sex and dies. Yes. <laughs> sex by death trope. Sex by death. Sex by death. Are you aware of this trope? Sex by death or death by sex? <laughs> oh, oh, what is Who said what? I think you guys were saying sex by death and I was really confused I there. mean, what a way to go. That's, I mean, sure. whatever sure, works. Whatever, whatever works, you know, whatever floats your boat. Whatever you're ending. Sex. Death by sex, yes. yes. So it's the trope where... they're sinful. Any, sinful. any character that is seen to be sexually promiscuous mm. or having sex is automatically the one to die because it is sinful and wrong and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> can I ask who's that an impression of um I don't know God, God? yeah I was, gonna say, I was gonna say God, God. um it's a good impression yeah I know we all I, I know him well I spoke I was speaking mm. to him the other day <laughs> not so much recently but we used to we go way back <laughs> yeah so death by sex is when characters who are sexually promiscuous are automatically marked for death and you see it a lot nowadays we have a writer writing about this this year so we're very excited about that i'm constantly plugging i'm Mm. constantly plugging them um but yeah it's really interesting and i think alvin would that is what would get him in the end he was just out there i don't shaking that tail oh i don't Mm. want to think about alvin (laughs) the chipmunk having sex i mean i never told you to that's all you like no, but like I'm not. I'm I'm actively not trying to think about it. Yes, but okay. in doing so, maybe that's in this in, maybe in this it. universe, it's something else that's sinful. Um, eating too many nuts. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's got to be loads of jokes about nuts. There's got to be lots of jokes about his high pitched voice. Yeah, implied. Oh, we're so good. We're such so good, good writers. <laughs> they need to hire us. <laughs> okay, so so Alvin dies doing that. Yes. Simon, survives i assume i think so and what about theodore theodore for me i feel like he is he's the one that you don't expect to be the murderer he's the one that they're sort of protecting throughout Mm -hmm. all of this so when every single time when someone dies they're like oh no what's happening protect theodore Mm -hmm. he's so sweet and innocent then in the very (gasps) he's been very final he's been pushed too far he's been bullied he's been He's been harassed, he's been made fun of, and he snaps. Mm. And he just goes on a murdering spree. I kind of love it. Yeah. Also, I feel like with a lot of the, especially the Halloween, like, those those final girls get, like, taken through the trenches. Yeah. Simon needs to go through that. He needs to go through some trauma. Glasses are getting broken. Oh, yeah, he can't see without his glasses. Yeah. He's scrambling around mm. looking for them. Yeah. He hears the footsteps. Yeah, door. <laughs> It's just this high-pitched squeaking being like <laughs> telling, telling Simon how he hates him for all the bullying and everything. And Simon's like... <laughs> That's excellent. That is excellent. Please, someone make this into a film. If it's not us, someone please... Please, please just give us the money. We'll do it ourselves. 20 quid. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's like a, a podcast script, we'll do it. We'll do it. Who's Who is each character? Oh, fuck. I'm Theodore. I'm textbook Theodore. I think we're both Simon. I would Chloe. say that. That's the problem is I don't oh, think any of us are end. Alvin. Oh, I don't. No. I don't know you well enough. I don't think I am. I'm really not. I wouldn't. Mm. I feel like Simon was. I always liked Simon. I my Simon's my favourite. No, I keep saying every single one. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's not my favourite. You know what? Dave's Alvin's my, my favourite. favourite. I, I'll be Dave. I'll be Dave. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. So we, need find, we just need to find out an Alvin. But my question is, where does I can't remember his name, but the bad guy, the, the guy who's always trying to 
Maybe gotcha. maybe he's the one. Maybe he's like, they think they're like, okay, this guy, this guy's the, yeah, this guy's the murderer. Oh, this guy's the murderer. He dies. The switcheroo. This is the switcheroo. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a trope, but we're creating like, it. Or, or like, like a twist villain. Kind mm, of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the two villains. Or there's actually two villains. Maybe he was actually trying to help them all mm. all along. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Oh, Crutter. What a shame. What, what a shame. A shame. This is a really tragic. This is a really tragic story at the heart of this. Yeah. Heart, hearts in the chat for whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, that that guy. That guy. Uh just some man. Oh. pretty sure he wears like a like a chicken suit for like the majority of uh, the third movie. Is that not Toy Story? That's no, no, that's no. Al. Yeah, Al's yeah, no. I th- I'm thinking sure. bald man in a chicken suit. No, just... like because he is also a bald man. I think he's he's like stuck in like a, a chicken suit because he's in. I think he's working on the cruise ship, right? That they're on before they get chipwrecked. Oh, we're oh we're on chipwrecked. I think yeah. yes, yes. Do I need to watch these films? I think you I do. Think you do. Just for the culture. Yeah. Because what's interesting, I I know it's technically not really a horror film. What but... Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll get Jaws. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, one probably one of the most terrifying films I've ever seen. Yeah. They you know, Spielberg's use of build up in suspense is just brilliant i see the three chipmunks as brody quint and the uh, richard dreyfus's character i can't remember his name but the scientist guy yeah and brody is alvin quint is theodore and then uh the scientist guy is simon obviously yeah that could be another one yeah they put the alvin the chipmunks chipmunks characters in a jaw situation and then the guy who's trying to get them is the shark and Dave is the boat. <laughs> you know what this is? Do you remember 21 Jump Street where um, in the credits they just have a ton of sequels to 21 Jump Streets and it mm. lasts for ages? It's like uh, like 34 Jump Street, them in a hospital pretending to be doctors instead of teenagers in school. We're going to be Alvin, two Alvin and the Chipmunks, what that, End credit. We're credit just constantly recreating to... them and putting them in yeah. different. Each episode is Alvin and the Chipmunks does. Yes. It is. Like like eight out of ten cats does countdown. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Oh. And it's just us. It's not even animated. We're just in. Do we have to Alvin do the and the Chipmunks? Oh, hundred percent. I don't know how you could even get to such. A... We've got editing software, David. Yeah. <laughs> so you've Helium. got all that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, New project. Yeah, because that's what we need right now. Is more we need more work. Project. Lovely, I mean, it sounds fun, but do we have ideas for what we could do? Because it would kind of need to have three, I suppose, main characters that we could easily fit each chipmunk into the role of Macbeth, the three witches. <laughs> that immediately yes. comes to mind. Yes, and we'll just find other furry animated creatures to fill the rest of the roles. You know, we'll work backwards. Bubble, bubble, boil and trouble. You know, that sort of... <laughs> that sort of vein. <laughs> I think it works. One of the games that was suggested earlier is which horror trope are we? Oh, yes. Interesting. What do you think for me, David? I think I would die. I think <laughs> I think you do because of your blindness. I think 
I think it's you, just a sad. It's just a really sad it's day. Really, it's really sad because you actually. It's just a shame. You're like, you oh, I feel out, bad. You find out who the killer is. Like, if I'm imagining oh. this in like haunted, like not haunted, but like mansion mm. murder mystery kind of thing, mm. you actually manage to piece it together. You find out the last bit of evidence, but then you get killed because you don't see, you know, the reflection of the killer behind you or something. Like, you know what I mean? You mm. you, you, do, you don't realize the killer's there because of your blindness. And, I mean, Chloe isn't actually blind, but pretty close, pretty, pretty close though. Getting there, she's not blind yet. Getting there. <laughs> growth, growth mindset. Remember, growth mindset. Be positive. Um, so yeah, I think you 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 die, but with I die with honor. honor. I die with honor. You die knowing that you got it right. See, I was against you until you said that because I am convinced that you would solve it, and I was mm-hmm. gonna say that you make make it to the end, but mm-hmm. I like that better. I think that's my. I don't have. I don't think I have the fighting will to oh, go through yeah. it. Well, that's the other thing is I was thinking. Well, what trope would I be? I'm not sure I would be a trope because in any situation mm-hmm. like that, like if it was like a saw kind of situation, like, I would. You know, I would. Things, I yeah. would choose death. Yeah, I would just. I would probably just choose my own way out because I can't be bothered with all that, all that stuff, and I'd rather have control over my own death than you know some gruesome awful painful thing you're gonna hate what i was gonna suggest then oh go and for it. once again i've only just met you yeah and you're a lovely guy oh thank you and you're so nice but i think you would accidentally die like oh, actually, you would no, that's true yeah. i'm the clumsy one yeah i'm the clumsy one you would like you'd be fine and you would have ran away and got away but then you would have fallen into a wood chipper or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's not even the yes, it's I not even that. the murderer it is just your own fate yes <laughs> They're like, yes. oh, thanks for helping me out. I, you know what? I, I take it all back. That's one thousand percent accurate. I'm so clumsy. I don't, I don't even know how I can be as clumsy <laughs> as I am. So that's, that's very true. Yeah. Sorry. What do you think? What do you think mm. I would be? Read me. It's absolutely fine. Because I feel like you, I feel like you have a lot of knowledge. About really? Yes, I do. <gasps> I immediately, for some so reason, much. I'm thinking about Randy from Scream, from Scream, <sighs> and that spoilers. Um, he survives the first, mm-hmm. but unfortunately dies in the second. But see, I agree with you. I don't think I have enough will. I always mm-hmm. say in a zombie apocalypse situation, gun to the head straight away. Yeah, as soon I've... as that news report pops up, mm. bang. Yeah, yeah, I just have, I have very little will. Yeah. I feel bad saying this. I feel like that's the sensible decision. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. Not that we condone. No, no. Yeah, we really should. Like... We really yeah, don't condone that. Absolutely no. in, not. In this hypothetical fantasy horror situation yeah but yeah i just I don't, don't have the will yeah, to yeah survive. I, I was like i don't know if it's final girl but i feel I like i feel is. like you have do you have a lot of knowledge that would be helpful mm-hmm. i was th- for... I, I feel bad I, I was also thinking maybe final girl because really yeah interesting i just think i think maybe it's partially down to i think it's a mixture of like knowledge and being able to outsmart and like get out of the things and wow. and partially a bit of luck. I think you get a bit lucky yeah. in a couple of situations. You know, someone else, maybe, I, or maybe, you, maybe you would throw someone else mm. to the wolves. <gasps> oh, is this a betrayal? No. You, you and someone else are holding the doors and they're saying how, like, you know, you need to keep holding mm. them, them at bay and then you realise that if you, all you need to do is outrun them. Listen, I am an awful person. So <laughs> that does make sense. No, no, absolutely not. But no, I I agree 
on the luck thing, I feel like what would happen is I would make it to the end and maybe blag myself out of the situation and be like, they're like running mm. after me, running after me, and I'm like, oh wait, no, I'm just mm. here to like deliver your pizza. Like you, you talk enough that like the authorities get there, yeah, or like, like someone else is like, like what happened in your childhood that you're like this? Like, come on, let's have a chat. And then they're holding their this. life, and they're like, oh well, I guess I have time before I kill you. I'm like, yeah, just let's. I'll make you a cup of tea. We'll sort it out, and then when you're ready, just start stabbing. Then it never happens. You just mm. therapize the killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I do that. I love That's that. Really yeah. good. I love that. I, I love the... Co- it, he'll be like, oh, this is how you go. And it's like, but what do you think will come after it? You know? Oh <laughs> like, what's your plan? What's your yeah, five-year plan? plan? What's your five-year plan? What comes after death, killer? You know? Let, let's let's talk about that. What drove you to this point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's what would happen to me. They're not really true, but... <laughs> Going back to the betrayal, I feel like I would be betrayed for some reason. I feel like oh, I would wow. get left behind. I don't know why. No, I feel like so I'm just very trusting. I or very on not trusting to the people around you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't take this personally. But I, I, I could see you also betraying someone. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think no, because I think you would try not to. Like mm. it wouldn't occur to you. You, mm. you know. And then maybe someone else betrays you, mm-hmm. or you think you become paranoid that they're going to betray you. Uh, so you think I have to mm. do it first. I can see that. It's like, have you seen bodies, bodies, bodies? No. I've heard of it. It's I seen it. basically the spoilers, but basically the plot is like there's no actual murder. They just there's like a um, there's an accident and then they end up killing each other, or accidentally dying. It's basically that where they just don't trust each other for the rest of the night and nobody makes it out alive. It's quite funny. It's great. I would get I would get swept up in that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be just like, it would just be a heated debate between us. As to like who ate the last donut or something, and us would be like, oh no, like it, like it definitely wasn't you. Like it was probably me, and I just didn't yeah. think about we, it. We, and we, then we'd like... both be trying to take responsibility <laughs> for it and be very. Apologetic. Then it would become violent, and then it would end up in like a Wild West showdown. But also, there's zombies outside or something. Yeah. What uh, what like horror monster would each of us be? Oh, I feel like I get vampire a lot. You're definitely a vampire. Oh, re- uh, I'm just very pale. <laughs> Do people actually think you're a vampire? I've, I've, I've just, I've had people been like, oh, you're just, you're just so pale. <laughs> just, you're a vampire. You're so pale. Oh my god. No, I'm it's scared. Like staying in dark rooms. <laughs> I'm severely anemic. <laughs> Is that a common trait of vampires? I would, I would guess so, maybe. Is this, are you coming out? Is a vampire. Oh, wait, this is a safe space. You're so brave. No, I'm not like a dangerous vampire. I'm a we twilight vampire. You. The, amount, you. the amount we've talked about how much this is a safe space. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised that you felt comfortable enough to. No, I really, I really felt it. I really yeah. felt the, the support and the love here. You come out as a vampire and then immediately eat me and David. <laughs> <laughs> I, I vote that I am Slender Man. Oh, oh, yes. God. Or like some kind of weirdly skinny, like long-limbed, mm. abnormal mm. kind of creature. Yeah. Do you have like an affinity to do you see yourself in him? No, thankfully. Good. But <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me uh, like being too 
mm. direct with mm-hmm. sort of physical approach. Were you were you a big Slenderman fan? Because I remember no, no, my I never, brother was like really into it, and I thought it was like a teenage boy obsession. No, I never. I mean, I was never really into horror games or, or, or things like that. So I, that whole thing, I, I blew right past me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, I think you're going pr- primarily off of appearance wise. Probably, or like a skeleton, I suppose. Then, but are skeletons that scary? Because they're usually they're usually being like controlled by something else. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, I don't I don't mind that though. I'll be a pawn in someone else's game. Wow. God bless. <laughs> Not me. What that sounds you? awful. Um, I was gonna say like ghost, but I feel like demon because I quite like uh sometimes to freak people out. I'll do like a little demon voice whenever I'm like uh, I don't know stressed out or something. Do it. Do it. Can Go, for it. it? Go for it. Go for it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh, when you did I say ghost. To be fair, when you did say ghost, I've had ghost a lot as well. Yeah, just generally. Just pale, thing? pale. Also, apparently, I walk very softly, and also, so no one. I just kind of appear places, and people have gotten freaked out a couple of times. That's true. Because yeah. everyone's just like, "Oh, you need a bell," so so I know where you are. What I'm getting from this conversation is that me and David aren't that. S- aren't really scary chloe on the other hand fucking terrifying ghoulish <laughs> <laughs> you're so proud about it as well what's up with never, this? no one ever calls me intimidating i had one person call me intimidating once and i rode that high for so long wow i just think you're really difficult to read chloe <laughs> don't say that to me oh my god I think we're all but losing our minds a bit. I think we are. So I think is it is it time? Is it time to wrap up? I think it might be time to wrap up. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, thank you to Rebecca. This Thanks. has been really fun. Thank you for your amazing games. Of course, anytime. This is great. Also, check out the Fright Fortnite episodes. When's that starting? Yes. Yeah, so Fright Fortnite. It'll be from the seventeenth of October till the thirty-first of October. We'll have a lot of great writers. So yeah, check it out. Thank you also to David for. Joining and contributing a lot you're, to the conversation. You're very welcome. <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're, you're always welcome, Chloe. Uh, thank you very much for allowing me to be here. You can listen to this episode and more episodes like it uh, on our podcast at StarPod. Uh, you can find it anywhere you get podcasts. And thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.